This episode is all about winning awards. Would you know anything about that, dear heart? Nope, dead last. We are a two-time Queer Tea Award. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot the Queer Tees. I forgot our Queer Tees, our numerous Queer Tees. I'd say, yes, I do. I'd say we know something about that, sister. Well, this episode is an episode we can relate to. Making quickie dresses out of paper, being a comedy duo, hosting a show, winning awards. Uh, check, 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 check. Uh, clean, clean sweep. Are you ready for a brand spanking new episode of Classic? It's the Despy Awards. Uh, yeah. Forever. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to Race Chaser. Race Chaser. Classic. A podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. Starting from the very beginning. Uh, This is the beginning. My name is Alaska. What is yours? Hello, I'm Will. Um... You know, I'm just fucking with y'all. We got a delay. You know, there's 47 franchises of drag race to choose from. There's singing, from singing competitions to drag international. But you know what? We want to talk about season seven. Seven. I want to go back to season seven and speak about it. That's what we're doing here. How can we learn from our mistakes if we don't? Uh, Rupologize for them with season seven. And Ru live them. Ru live them. Mm-hmm. Ru live. And, 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 Ru vive and Ru hash. And ruminate. And ruminate upon. Yes. Mm-hmm, definitely. I agree. Last week we had um, <laughs> Gonna Turn and Burn and Tan with you. With you. With you. Anyway, it was a parody in competition. The me with you again. Trixie, why are you running out of frame? <laughs> um, actually, she ran home because Pearl beat her. But um, there was a parody challenge where the queens broke into teams and they yes. wrote their own parody songs. The iconic RuPaul verses. They wrote, record, created music, skit scats. And then uh, the drama was on 10 because Miss, pa- Miss Fame and Pearl were arguing. Violet was uh, getting picked last again. And she was being a diva with former songwriter and current vandalizer Lucian Piani. And a bitter old lady brigade, thinking the young queens had no place in the competition, were on display, for sure. The queens wore green on the runway. Michelle loved it. Kennedy won the challenge. Trixie and Pearl were up for elimination. And Trixie, to everyone's surprise, was told to sashay away. Yes. This was Speaking of people moment. that might be going away for a little while, um, <laughs> we have... Uh, uh, a blip from the from the current up to date world, where Lucian Piani was arrested again, uh, second time this month, um, continuing to name drop RuPaul. Um, I don't think he mentioned his hobo dick this time, which is a plus. Um, but he was busted by the police in the valley. This is why I don't go to the valley. No good comes of it. Um, and it was in an afternoon because 
A bank said he broke a window by ramming a shopping cart into it. I think he just thought it was the drive-thru. Um, yeah, we saw this on TMZ. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, I never delight in someone's worst day, you know, being caught on camera. And he's, Lucian is obviously going through some things. And, um, I wish him the best. And I hope that he, you know, gets, gets help and gets the resources that he needs. At least he was wearing shoes this time when he was arrested. No shoes again? No shoes on uh, barefoot. Damn. Well. Damn, damn, damn. Not well, even an iron fist? No. Um. This week <laughs> on Drag Race Season 7 is the most prestigious award that I can even think of. It is, of course, the Despy Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we get Prestige. a mirror message first from Ms. Trixie M- Mattel. Uh, wear clown noses, make fun of each other, stay plastic. XO, Trixie Mattel. P.S. Fame, I used your lipstick. Sorry. Trixie's uh, not sorry. Guess I She's got not. the last one. <laughs> and can I mention that Fame's painted by Fame uh, lipsticks smell so good? She knows cosmeticals. She does. she does. She's that Swiss miss living in Switzerland, playing with them chickens. Um, the girls immediately start talking around the mirror like, um, who's surprised? Yeah. Right. It's very. Katya immediately says Pearl should have gone home. It's very Shado. It's very like, so Pearl, do you think that, you know, the right decision was made? <laughs> Like, it's a very shadeology. Shadeology! Shadeology! <laughs> At that point, Pearl just basically repeats what she says on the runway, that she thinks that the judges are not feeling her, and she's not feeling them. The um, There's no love lost there. And um, the, it's, it's weird watching RuPaul and Michelle kind of, like, placate gag. Like, what? Us? Because they're, like... They're on a TV show, too, and they know they're pushing the buttons. And just getting someone's honest reaction back for them is off script, you know? They just expect you to cry. And that's not happening. Pearl is giving them nooch. And when she is giving them something, it's a well-thought-out reply. Like, why are you talking to me like I'm an asshole? I mean, I get it. Yeah, nooch pop, for sure. Doesn't work Uh, well for reality, but it does work well for this podcast because we're here to break all this down. Exactly. And the other girls have no time for this. I mean, Mrs. Kasha Davis is like, you need to be more grateful for this opportunity. Um, and and Pearl is like, I'm over it, whatever, I'm mad. And the other girls are like, come on, come on, bu- buck up, buttercup. Uh, well, the next day, Katya and Ginger come into the workroom doing a human wheelbarrow. Barrow? Yeah. Is that how you spell? I thought it was a wheelbarrow. Me too, but it. I it, thought so the, too. The spell check corrected it to barrow. Yeah, it's wheelbarrow. Is that right? What country? What it country is. do you have your computer set in? <laughs> what? It's wheelbarrow, not wheelbarrel. 
I know really? this is a common misconception. I thought so for years. But it's wheelbarrow. Oh, see, I need the gorilla cart polydump. That's that's See, I'm a polydump girl. Polydump. Wheelbarrow <laughs> is not technically a word. Wow. Did you ever do the human wheelbarrow with your friends in childhood? Oh fuck yeah. I did it once for $80 when I was 17. Okay. Uh, we get a video message from RuPaul, which reads, For your consideration, whether you're snatching wigs or snatching trophies, like this maquette by Tweeterhead, available online, you must have one huge pair of golden globes. Hope you win. Mean it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look who it is. RuPaul comes into that workroom saying, Hello, hello, hello. A vision in orange. Mm-hmm. Tall, Beautiful. tall drink of tang. Uh, the mini challenge Ruth Paul announces is the queens um, have to recreate the paper drag race challenge, basically, where this drag queen account called Paper Drag Race, he recreates classic red carpets moments using only paper. And the girls yes. are going to do it in teams. This, I think this was around the, the, the time that they just started looking to the fans for more and more and more ideas. Sure. Yeah, and it makes sense. Get getting their audience involved. I like it. Um, yeah, and this is a great challenge. The pit crew brings in a bunch of paper products. Um, yes, and their dicks in white underwear, which we're appreciative for. Did we ever do this as a bonus content? We didn't. You've you've made outfits mm. out of a lot of other things, but not specifically paper. I think we could fuck this up. What about the rainforest? We'll use pre. We could fuck that up too. Okay, good idea. Uh, We drive electric cars. Never mind. We do our part. Yeah. Um, (laughs) the frock paper scissor challenge. Yes. Um, is is what the girls are playing right now, and the girls are teamed up. They're not leaving anything to chance, and poor Violet won't get left out in the cold again. They're teaming everybody up how everyone was lined up. So Ginger and Candy were together, and they're assigned little Kim. Mm-hmm. Jaden and Kennedy are together and they do Lady Gaga's meat dress. Uh, MKD and Katya do Bjork swan dress. Yes. Pearl and Max do Cher and Fame and Violet do JLo. Um, uh, I love this challenge. Everybody does a great job recreating these Really looks. great. Who stood yeah. out for you? I think MKD and Katya because just the Bjork was so spot on. Like you could tell exactly what it was even if it wasn't there and kennedy and jaden's was great too like if you squinted your eyes you could kind of think that it was the lady gaga they did gingers wasn't terrible at all rendering the hair um yeah and the swan neck on the katya swan dress is like beautifully done and it was really amplified by mrs kasha davis saying i'm gonna do a character too i'm gonna do joan rivers and i'm gonna do commentary very smart. Just showing them any opportunity on TV is a chance to, you know, show them what you got. And MKD is doing that. And she is declared the winner of this challenge. And wait, we have to give an honorable mention to Max's share because I thought this was beautifully done. It was. She it looked really fucking was. just like her. Mm-hmm. And she sounded good, too. She said, shut up, stupid. And... 
Big Dipper has written on his outline that Max's share impression is questionable, but I am questioning that interpretation because oh, I thought oh. it was really, really good. I thought, I thought it was great too. Do a tight five about how bad it was. So no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Step on my part. I uh, deeply apologize. And fuck your drag. Um, fuck your drag. And this is a precursor to Katya's All-Stars 2 Snatch Game, where she does Bjork. So this is like the first iteration. Oh, Easter egg. This yes. is the chicken that laid the Easter egg. I see. Uh, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a break, and then we'll come back for this week's Maxine Challenge. All right. Hold on. Let me pick up this broom and sweep now. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals, so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Drag, drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. We're back. And I would like to address the problem that went on with the <laughs> podcasting. You know, oh we're very professional people. Can Some we people strive? said that. 
Some people said that there was sweeping. There was no sweeping. Alaska was brushing her hay bale of wigs. <laughs> it sounded like a broom, but it wasn't. But it was as dry as one. There so were, were sweeping generalizations. <laughs> uh, sweeping comments. Honey, um, you better get, get the Swiffer. You know what? Why don't you just come clean? Ev- come clean, literally. No, everyone's blaming. Everyone's blaming Big Dipper. Like Big Dipper was cleaning his Good. house while we were podcasting. Good. We all have to multitask. There's a lot going on. That in is world. not what <laughs> was happening, and it wasn't my fault either. So don't try to deflect. You were getting your brows microbladed, <laughs> and the machine j- it just ma- it makes it makes sounds. It's not your fault either. I don't want to blame anybody. I really don't want to. I do. No I do want to cast blame. I want to cast aspersions. I want to Next week out. on the Chop Portugal. <laughs> uh. Chop, 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 chop. I like a little mystery. Let's keep going with the uh, for mystery Kasha Davis. <laughs> yes, exactly. mystery Kasha Davis. Uh, for this week's Maxine challenge, the queens are invited to the first annual Despy Awards, where they will remain. Uh, oh, good, I'm recording. Where they will re- remain in the pairs from the mini challenge. They are both hosts and nominees, and they need to serve award show looks and have funny banter when they present awards. What do you think? I love this as a challenge. I think they should bring it back. I'm just saying season seven is my life. Like, they're speaking directly to me. I presented at the Emmys two years ago with Raya. And, like, they told us what we were going to say, and Raya and I were like, no, who's the one that types on the little thing? And then we just, like, wrote different things in there. And Ray and I were, like, the best ones of the night, obviously. We, like, twirled. Yeah. We were so good and, and gorgeous. I was wearing a vanity. Um, this is a great real-world challenge, you know? And I'm finding more and more things that I do nowadays are, like, basic drag race mini and maxi challenges in the real world from season seven. Because this is yes. a really practical season for drag queens. Um, We'd love since, to see that. Yeah. Um you know, and because Rue doesn't wish for any of her children to fail. <laughs> okay. That's what she says um, this episode. I, yes, I, uh, we'll, we will most definitely get to that. Um, That's not uh, what she said on the podcast, though, later, where she was reaming Pearl. So it's kind of, I don't know if she's, she knows she's contradicting herself, but um, if she doesn't know, she should come on this podcast because I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the categories the there are only four categories um they are sexy sexy drag queen most busted queen shadiest queen and meatiest tuck uh i i'm curious as to who on our podcast would win these awards okay sexy sexy drag queen dipper that most no busted, that's you willem that's you okay most busted queen. Um, don't please don't please don't. Please Shadiest don't. queen. You. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, the, the, excuse. The, yeah, th- there should be there should be a pod called um uh what what did I say oh in pod she sus because you're so suspect sometimes. What? So sad. Yeah, okay. And then, and then you say, take that out. The best Nefarious stuff. behavior. That's shade to me. Nefarious. What are you talking she's, about? She's, nef- she's a nefarious. 
She's such a nefarious. Oh my god, I will not um, take this. Medius, Medius Tuck would definitely be you. Fine, I'll take that award. Um, you fucking yeah. cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Shadius, we could share because we could talk about my beard too. We'll share that award. And I'm not shady. I'm not shady. I say I say everything that I think, and there's not an ounce of shade. I do it in the sunlight. I day walk and and talk. That's true. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the girls are still in their team pairs, and Katya and um, Mrs. Kasha Davis are starting to show off as the host because they won the mini challenge. Um, so a detriment, and- a detrimental position. You have to start off the show. Okay, I- work. I like opening a show. I don't. I think it depends on the performer. Honestly, it does get a bad yes. rap usually because if you start off the show and you do great, that's awesome, and then you're done and you can pack your shit or get fucking twisted. You know, right? I mean, in real life, I like it too. But the problem on a show like this is, even if you do great opening the show, you're forgotten by the end of the the running order. No, that all just depends on your performance, honestly. It does. Okay. I know that's that's a. I think that you have a valid point, but it's not hard to just be better. Um. Okay. These walkthroughs couldn't get any better because Fame <laughs> and Violet are um, trying to write a comedy thing with not a not a knock knock between them, bitch. And Fame <laughs> tells Violet, "If you think it's funny, then present it in a comical way." <laughs> These like, poor glamour girls trying honey, to be funny. The, their best bet would just be to turn their wigs around and act like nothing's happening. <laughs> I, it's, I hard. Don't, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you consider yourself strict glamour and you suddenly have to like be comical. It's hard. I mean, sure. But there's there's an easy process of writing a joke where you just... Think of someone's flaws, and then you think of the who, what, where, and why of it, and then apply right. it. And each... funny ways to to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but when when you don't know the, when you don't break it down step by step on how to do it, it does seem like a lot of work. So I understand the frustration that these girls have, but. Yeah. Um, you Plus know. it's editing. I mean, maybe they sat there for 30 seconds and thought about jokes, and it looks to us like they were sitting there for four hours producing nothing. Um, yeah. Um, uh, G- G- Mi- Katya is being taught by Mrs. Kasha Davis about Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, who I believe we are often compared to. Uh, very much so. Yeah, I think yes. that we're very much a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Um, <laughs> Jerry Will Lewis Smith and, and Martin. Talk. Huh? Oh. Oh, you want the mint jelly, bitch? It's oozing. Um, yeah, I think that that Kasha Davis and Katya are a great pair because um, Katya's got this deadpan and Mrs. Kasha Davis has this snagglepuss. <gasps> For sure. And it just, it just compliments and works. And um, they tell Rue that they want to do like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler at the Golden Globes. And, Which is um, the gold standard for sure. Very much so. Uh, when Rue gets to Violet and Fame, they say they don't have any comedy experience, don't have banter, and their chemistry is like two very different people. And Fame says Violet is dark-sided. And Violet yeah. tries to tries to calm that over with, we're just really brainstorming right now. 
Right. She's like, don't listen to her. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't believe Violet is dark sided. I just believe she doesn't have a lot of time for pleasantries. She doesn't waste a lot of time on trying to deliver what she's saying in a in a pleasing and nice package, especially on season seven. I mean, I find Violet to be lovely and hilarious and really fun to work with. But she doesn't waste a lot of time on trying to, like, placate and trying to make it sound friendly. Yeah. And I try not to find Violet. Um, <laughs> whenever I see her, we have fun, actually. But um, I, like, it's watching her in a working atmosphere or a competition atmosphere. I'm glad I didn't meet her there because we would not have been friends. Right, she's a shark. I mean, she will fucking she will cut she will cut you, bitch, for sure. Um, and then RuPaul walks over to Pearl and Max, and this is the you know this is the showdown that we've all been waiting for. Pearl, Max. First of all, it all starts out uh, something's. Something sideways here, because RuPaul starts by saying, Max, you have a very big personality. Which, what, where, why, how? Like that. That's writing. Uh, Because Max really, I mean, Max really doesn't. Uh, Max, you have a big personality. Uh, Pearl, you do not have a very big personality. How are you going to overcome that to present the award? Uh, I think I have a great personality, actually. Pearl, you know, the reason I'm twisting your tits here is because you were in the bottom last week. Right. And I want to make sure that this week you up the ante. Well, you kind of told me, like, I have no personality. That doesn't make me feel good or give me confidence. Well, I'm hoping it will light a fire under your ass. Do I have something on my face? Uh, No, I'm just not convinced. I'm not convinced. And I want you to do well. That's why I brought your ass here. I never want to see any of my girls not live up to their potential. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, I'm aware of that. (laughs) All right. I will see you all later. I, let's break this down. There's many lies. This is not a once in a lifetime opportunity. (laughs) It's a, it's actually a contractually obligated opportunity, which you're, um, which is mandated by the new contract of Drag Race, where if they call you, you have to do it, or you're in breach of contract, which is not illegal. Back to- then, All Stars was not a guaranteed thing back then. All Stars one happened. That's why I said. We that's why I said no now. idea it was going to happen again. Okay, go on. Um. Also. Also, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, B. Um, uh, RuPaul won't see them later because it's a new day in the workroom next day she doesn't see them later so she's lying right to their faces (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just have problems with this because it's it's what listening to RuPaul and how she breaks this down with with Michelle on their podcast where they caterwaul and kiki (laughs) over this um (laughs) 
it's, it That's just shows. That's what podcasts are for, my love. That's what we do. Oh, I know. I'm not mad. What do you we want? Do, them we, to... do we, we have, have the clip? twice a week? Do yes. we have the clip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give it a listen. It's just, it's just shows who RuPaul really is. And I wish we had the real RuPaul instead of this fake bag of bullshit bones. You know, Klein Epstein Parker suit every week. I'm faking this whole thing of, of, hey, no, I'm not faking. It's, I can do that. It, it, that's truly <laughs> me. But I have to hold the other part back. Correct. From entering in and saying, you know what? Let me tell you something. I've seen that and part. And you know, uh, you know the, on Drag Race, when, when Pearl said that thing, mm-hmm. uh, she said, what, do I have something on my face? Oh, oh, how you held it back? Well, I held it back because I was thinking, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, I'm a producer of this because what I wanted to say what I wanted to say was different from what I did because I thought she's, I knew she was going to be a popular character mm. and I didn't want to fucking mm. go off and say, you know what? Let me help you pack your fucking bags right now, bitch. Cause you're fucking out of here now. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I didn't do that. No. I, I said, no, you know what? She's a cute boy. Yeah. People are going to love She's her. Put your producer hat on. I put the, and I said, you know what? I'm going to let her do this Because thing. I was screaming at that TV. Like I did not know she came for you. I did not know that. Right. And when I said, I was like, Oh, Hold on. Somebody needs to hold my earrings now. Yeah. Well, also, you know, I knew some of her backstory and her family life. I knew mm. that there were there were things that were that I I couldn't really come for her in a way. She's already vulnerable. Yes. And I knew that it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a cool thing to do. So no. I thought, you know what? Hmm. I'm just going to you know what? I was too sensitive to hurting other people's feelings oh, than, than, than to say something nasty. I was somewhere. The and, and same with like, like I never liked pranks, like prank uh, joke, prank jokes. Yeah. I never liked the idea because if the other person doesn't know, if you sideswipe someone, I, it does something to me. It doesn't sit right I can't, with it. can't sit right yeah. with it. We're trying to do good things here for the community. Positivity needs to be remain in the uh, upper echelon <laughs> here. The last thing we need is all this hate put out there against one another. If you ain't got something nice to say, don't say it. That's why it's important to always put out uh, seeds of love yeah. because um, um, you end up uh, getting the, the result of, of that. Wow. Well... I, I hope when Michelle got those fun bags taken out, they also extracted at least a pound of bullshit from her because okay. no, I, I don't have to pretend to like her or agree with what she says anymore because she's talking about like, Oh, hold my earrings. Like they're coming for her friend. I remember the specific phone call where I told her that one of her other friends was being come for by another friend and she didn't do bull. She didn't do anything. So mm. I'm really not a fan of her or RuPaul. And I recognize that they're being two-faced as hell in this podcast. And they did it to Courtney, too, on their podcast. And it's, it's funny, but if I was Pearl, I wouldn't find it funny. And if I was Michelle and RuPaul, I would look at myself and be like, okay, this is the legacy that I'm telling the world I'm leaving, but this is actually what I'm doing, acting fake appalled on the runway when someone says, I feel like I'm being picked on. Michelle goes, <gasps> like you can hear an intake of breath. Like I'm not here for the bullshit. I'm really not. She could sell it by the pound, and I would still say it to her face. I'm not a fan. She told someone this week that they had a flat wig while her hair was flat iron pinned straight. So shut the fuck up. Honestly. Okay. Why don't we take a break and ruminate upon this (laughs) a little more? I'll be right back. 
is this the the human condition though? I think because No, no, I, not all people are liars and two-faced. Sorry for okay, interrupting. Okay. Uh, no, not all people are liars and two-faced. And what does the human condition mean? I don't know what that means. The human condition, I think for everyone is there is an instinct or there is the ability to take the like to take the mean Root or to say something horrible and rude and awful that that's so easy to do and it's so tempting to do in any moment in any situation, but it's loftier and it's it's loftier and better for humanity to in to aspire at least to not give in to that and to and to hold hold your tongue and to choose you know to choose kindness instead. And we don't all always achieve that, but trying is important. So I think that's what they're like. I, if I'm, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to be devil's advocate in this scenario, that's what I think they're speaking about on the RuPaul and Michelle podcast. Well, Kathy Griffin gives some great <laughs> advice on the main stage for these girls. Um, it is it's full of Kathyism. She's just like gayer, too blue. Oh um, yeah, what does blue mean? Blue means uh, using words that might be bleeped. Oh wow, you learn something new every day. <laughs> wow, <laughs> really learning knowledge. Uh, I know Kathy I thought th- Griffin. She's not fucking around as a as a guest consultant. She's like, no, that joke has been used. That joke belongs to someone else. No, we've heard it. Dumb. Move on. Yeah, she's um, she's. Never mind. I won't say that. What? Period. She she did some rotted things to a couple of male comedian friends of mine years ago. And Do we need to not include this. No, you can include it. I'm sure she oh, knows. Okay. She was there. And the comedians sure know that what she did. So I was going to talk about it, but then I was like, no, nah, I already went off on Michelle. I don't need to go off on Kathy Griffin, too. Um, <laughs> so I won't. I don't want to be so, I don't, I don't want to be ang- that angry faggot, but I am angry. I'm angry that like there's like people, people who say one thing and preach another and and their actions are just like abhorrent and we're not supposed to talk about it. Like, you know, the things that, but, but I do talk about it. Everybody knows I'm talking about Matthew when I'm, when I'm referring to this stuff and just like, I, I find it vile and the fact that they're going to preach about love and all this bullshit. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't compute for me at all. When I feel like I'm real and you don't have to be fake and drag and you don't have to like, become a different person just to succeed in life and tell people what they want to hear. And this show is doing that. And I love the show, but it just reinforces it that I don't watch a show for Michelle and fucking RuPaul. I mean, I love the guest judges. I, I love Ross. I love Carson. I loved when Billy B was on and I, I love like all the guests and Nicola Coughlin and like all, all the fun people that are there to celebrate drag. I love that they're there for that, but it doesn't feel like RuPaul and Michelle get any joy from drag anymore. And I think that at a certain point they should just like, you know, find something they love. Okay. 
because it's sure not these girls. The fact I, I never want to see one of my girls fail. That's a lie. You know, you purpose like your you and your company purposely make sure that people like me and Pearl and Tyra and other people cannot work on certain tours because of you guys. You don't like us. So they do want certain girls to fail. It's bullshit. I'm just I'm 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 having a day about it. Just after watching this episode and seeing like how like they fucked with Kasha and the fact that Candy Ho is still even there in a nude lip again. Like, honey, where is your lip? <laughs> I'm just having a day and I'm I'm not mad. I'm I'm just like very confused. Like you have all the opportunities in the world. Do something you love and be true right. to yourself, not some fake ass hoe. Not candy. Candy's not fake. <laughs> but um we all know how she got that last name. In the workroom for when the do I have something on my face moment with Pearl and Rue went down? Oh my god. No, I was not. Candy Ho and I were on stage rehearsing. That's uh that was the time frame where um Kathy Griffin was ripping me a new asshole for my Ooh. old school jokes. <laughs> She's like, because I went in there with this joke that was like, um, I think Candy looked at me and said, Girl, there's a, a stain on your dress. Or so, I don't remember what it was. But the, I know the punchline was mayonnaise. And she said, mayonnaise. I was like, yeah, like mayonnaise, a lot of gay people here today. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. She, I didn't say she was wrong to tell me ah! to change my joke. Ah! I just said that she told me to change my joke. So um, I was like in my own head about that stuff. Um, when we came back into the workroom, the thing with Pearl and Rue had already gone down and the whole mood had shifted. Like even the, like the camera people were just kind of quiet with their heads down, not really making eye contact with anybody. And then one of the uh, producers came up to me. So um, season seven started with two smokers. There was me and there was Pearl. And by the end of the first episode, it was me, Pearl Katya, Trixie would just come and hold a cigarette and not smoke it. Um, and then like a couple other people would would pepper in and out just because, you know, you've been through it. You know, that's kind of the only the only break time you, get. That you get, the only break. Ah. Yeah. Um, so they knew that Pearl and I had spent a lot of time outside smoking and talking all that. So they mm -hmm. asked me if I would just go kind of check on her and all that. Um, I To their credit. They did not film it. They did not make it into a story point. Because um, I think in that moment, they actually really kind of were worried about her and how she was feeling. Uh, they didn't want her I... to leave. Well, didn't want her to leave. And I, I don't know. See, I, I feel like if it was just that, they probably would have put it on film because it would have been a great plot point to the episode, you know? Right. Um. But anyway, so I went and I talked to her and then Katya came out and we all talked together and pretty soon we were all laughing and she decided to stay and and, and everything was fine from there. Um, which is why it really bothered me that I allowed myself to throw her under the bus later in the season. 
which it's I'm a, sure you'll want to talk it's about. It's a reality but. show, and we were all there for a game, and those things wouldn't have happened in the real world, but we're in a bubble, and we all understand it, and we all forgive each other after, and we're all bigger men and bigger women because of it, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, we don't well, dwell yeah. on those things. We will gossip about it, but we don't dwell. <laughs> dwell as a magazine, honey. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that was the thing. Like, you, 20 minutes after it happened, everybody was fine. Yeah. Right. But... Whenever that's what the that's the only part of the moment that is forever like broadcast out into the world, it's not easy to to I don't know take everything else in the same context and understand both the before and after. It's just kind of that moment. Um, right. So it, all, it did it's, bother it's me. Context, honey. Context. <laughs> yeah, context. and it, and it did bother me because I knew how upset she was in that moment. But again, we've moved past that and all that. But yeah, it was, it was weird. It that that whole thing was just weird, and I, I was so interested to wait and watch the episode because I didn't see any of it happen. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm just going by like the story that one story producer is telling me, or that like uh, Michelle has told me when we're on tour after the season, or like all these different little bits and pieces. So in my head, it's this massive thing where they they've like pulled out the lightsabers and they're going at it. <laughs> right. And then it turns into just what it was. Um, it was, I don't know. It was Mich- it's still weird to me. Michelle and Rue go over it on their podcast on an episode and I saw Pearl react to it. And it was really great to see that like she could also look at it from an outside perspective and just see how ridiculous it was that these close to 50 year old people are are mocking this contestant on a reality show and a fake gauntlet that they put them in, you know? So everybody gets a different version of Rue. I hope that you guys had a fun Rue that would like do the little dances to try to get energy up and then, you know, be be kind and not do the one where she says, you know, nothing matters unless it's on camera. Yeah. Which also was a thing that, you know, I I was there when that happened, but I didn't take it the same way that Pearl did. And I think that's just because, you know, I've I've been in show business my entire life sure and to me it just came across as like you know your director is telling you it's not gonna matter unless we catch it on camera wait save till yeah. wait till the red lights on girl exactly or like save it for the spotlight baby something mm-hmm. like that that's what it came across to me but uh it obviously affected her in a very different way so I, again it's it's so interesting to go into a pressure cooker like that and see everybody's different um personality traits kind of bubble up let's talk about the chickens (laughs) one of the standout moments of this episode is the miss fame chicken supercut um (laughs) we get her talking about her chickens uh, because she grew up on a farm she loved her chickens she had contests with chickens she can make a chicken noise with her throat she's featured on my song chicken available on itunes oh um i she has a tattoo of her prize winning chicken on her arm too it's gorgeous that cock goes all the way up her arm oh um i love this I oh, love sorry. this because we really are seeing that Miss Fame is not just this like perfect sort of impenetrable glamazon. She's also like a weird wacko. And this is like, this is what, this is what I love about her. She's like so funny 
and if so fame, goofy. If fame opened a chicken farm in Switzerland where she just wore gowns and tended to chickens and let people in to feed the chickens and collect eggs, yeah. uh-huh. she would be a millionaire. I would uh-huh. be on a plane to Switzerland so fast just to see her taped up temples yeah. and one hair clip in the back of her hair, just like um, Splash. She'll never, she'll never live that down. Splash nope, Florida. The hair clip heard around the world. Um, yeah, I, I think it would be a great opportunity. I would go and play with her cocks. Oh, um, for sure. Um, now let's get onto the main stage. You know, the girls, I also, I lo- I wrote this one down for, from the walkthrough. Um, you know, that Sally Field moment where she said, you like me, you really like me. Uh, do something like that. Anyway, um, see you on the main stage. It's like recreates recreate something perfect, magical, special, and singular. Um, that's all you have to do. That's really all we're asking. Yeah. I mean that that for me was actually good advice because RuPaul's saying take an iconic thing at an award show and recreate it. Yes. She gave a specific example. Yes. But there's so many things that people could do. You know, yes. they could streak on stage. They could wear a, uh, they could pull oh, a Marlon God. Brando and bring up like a, uh, uh, what's First Nations or Indigenous person. What I would do is climb over the the seats, um, like that one Roberto guy. Roberto Benini, yeah, Roberto yeah. Benini, like something <laughs> like that. There was there's the seats. That was actually won. yeah, that was good advice from Rue. I thought, but um, yeah. The the Elizabeth Taylor gladiator thing, the Faye Dunaway and gladiator. Uh, Warren Beatty. Wonder Boy. There's my And the winner is La La Land. Oh, well wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Moons over my lalas. Moonlights over my lalas. Oh RuPaul my God. looks amazing. She looks the like gold. a uh uh, it's giving me chocolate, chocolate bunny princess. I love it. Tell and me the- who chose the gold. It's this is fabulous. She's also really Matthew is really giving Soft. us like a different uh, a beat. A it's Marilyn Monroe. Lip. Yes, 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 yes. Classic gold yeah. bunny ears. Gold. She looks like a statue. She looks Honey. like a statuette. Beautiful, I mean, stunning, gorgeous. The the mug is right, the body's right, the hair is right, the accessorization, that that bow at the hip, the the little emerald teardrop mm. necklace. Like mm. I there's not enough props to give her. I give her the whole prop table, honey. The whole prop department, actually. For sure. The one the single green emerald hanging mm-hmm. down. Yeah, on the it's pendant. just it's so beautiful. It's so right. Like the what are their names? The something sisters. Andrew? The singers? Andrew's sisters? Yeah. It's like the very, Pointer like, Sisters. It's not the Pointer Sisters. Isaac Mizrahi is on the judging panel. Yes, he is. He's, He's an amazing great. judge. He's yeah. got a house named after him. Uh, this is wonderful banter between a guest and RuPaul. She says, can you imagine if I death dropped? I don't think AARP would cover that. Fun. Yeah, it's it's good. And it's like it feels like all a family of fags who've known each other 20 years here. Right. Um, well, we don't really have a runway this week, which I think 
is one of those one of those things. This is season seven has the shortest runtime episodes of really uh, uh, for now we get like episodes that are an hour and a half long. There's like streaming service. So there's less commercial time. Season seven had very short comparatively episodes. And so we don't even get a runway. It's just, you're wearing what you're wearing to the Despy awards. Ka ka ka. Kiki ki. Um, Honestly, for- these are short. God. No, go ahead. These are even short by network standards. Like they're 39 minutes. The usual is mm-hmm. like 42, 41 mm-hmm. and something and change. So like to have a couple, they have like a couple this season where it's like 39 minutes and it's just, that's short. <laughs> but let's talk about the looks. Uh, first up, Mrs. Kasha Davis and Katya walk out. Um, Ka- uh, Katya looks like a Heidi Klum. She looks like a German supermodel. Um, it is a throw and go fresh out the bag hard yes. front with a zigzag part, but it's, it's, it doesn't look bad. Would I have hung it upside down and, and run my fingers and some hairspray through it? Yes. As but, Kennedy tells her in Untucked, just a little oil sheen. Yeah. All you have to do is brush it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Katya looks pretty, my, you, you know, my best friend Jeremy, his one of his biggest pet peeves is long hair with sequins because it does become a really untenable nightmare after like five minutes. It becomes tangled, uh, destroyed. And, you know, that's how I get my wigs to look the way they do is I just, I wear them long with sequins. Sequins gown. Sequence got. What about Mrs. Kasha Davis? Uh, she looks pretty. Um, MKD looks beautiful. She's giving very, um, you know, her thing is like Gina Lola Brigida, like uh, mature glamour. Yes, I love the dress. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I think a longer nail would would have been nice. Okay. Um, that's my only they note. were they were funny. Mrs. Kasha Davis stumbled over one word. I. I fucking hate stumbling over one word because, you know, especially on Drag Race, if you stumble on one word, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. You're just that. Oh, you ruined everything. Oh, but I hate doing it in shows because sometimes like spit gets caught in your throat or something or whatever. And then it just, you know, it's hard to like recover after that. Spit. (laughs) I think Katya did recover though in in when she won the award for her category um and she did have a chance to make it funny and she made it irreverent and stupid and made the judging panel laugh so I feel like out of this pair Katya is definitely winner every pair yes. has like a winner and a loser you know if you think about it there's okay. always one girl that was stronger and this one Katya was definitely stronger by default I think Right. Kennedy and Jaden come out. Yes. Kennedy looks beautiful. Jaden really also stunning. looks gorgeous. And it's nice to know that Jaden got this dress for free, basically. Her mom gave her the fabric and then we she love. put it on a bra. She made it. It's beautiful. She's painted. She's blonde. And I thought that Kennedy and Jaden could have won this challenge. I thought they were going to win too, honestly, watching it back. 
They had this bit that worked really, really well together. They had this bit about the hourglass and the wall clock, which must be like a classic drag thing, right? Do you think that this was part of Kennedy's routine or like host, hosting gig, right? It was fucking funny. Because initially they, was, they were the number 10, right? We look like the number 10. And then oh, Kennedy, is that is that a thing? Well, that was initially it. Like, I'm, I'm oh, the one and oh. you're the zero. Mm, and then mm-hmm. Kathy was like, eh, we've heard that before. So then they said, I'm an hourglass and you're a Oh, See, I should pay attention to the show. When you watch the show. I should watch. I should watch the episode. I thought also Kennedy did a really great job of one-upping the intro because I think I think Katya made like a roots joke about about Kennedy and Jaden. And then Kennedy, when she came out, she was like straight from Kunta Kinte's hut, honey. Like one-upped it on the fly. I thought I thought Kennedy and Jaden should have won, but well, let's move on. Yeah, I I also am in agreement with you on that because they were they were perfect banter wise it doesn't it doesn't feel awkward or forced it felt like it was off the cuff even though it was scripted it was tens across the board for me for them for sure um and fame won the award for sexiest sexy drag queen she did uh well deserved and her acceptance speech was very perfect for her she looked perfect she was funny, goofy, uh, and, you know, and sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, the next category for the Despies is the most busted queen. And mm-hmm. that is presented by Max and Pearl. Uh, let's talk about the looks. Um, Max is very on brand for herself. She has the gray hair. She has great style. I love the sort of the the netting underneath the wig. I think that's such an interesting choice and really fierce. The outfit isn't like earth shattering to me, but she looks like herself and she looks very chic. She does mention in Untucked that the outfit was $19. Honey, we love it. Yeah, I lo- so we love we love Thrifty lo- Queen. I do. Pearl was decidedly more animated. She gave, she, she put on a, she put on a bit of a voice. She gave it to him a little bit more. Um, and she does she a great did. ginger impersonation about going to Gatorland and then swinging <laughs> on her husband. Um, Pearl was, was more of a typical drag queen, which pleased Drew Paul, I guess. <laughs> I love Pearl's look too. This strapless white, uh, pearl gown uh with the ruffle on the bottom this this hair she she reminds me of betty davis in this moment and i don't know if she like kind of looks like her the hair is very betty davis the fact that she has like these very expressive kind of sleepy eyes is very betty davis she's giving me betty davis oscars kind of tease got it um got it i I want to thank the man upstairs. Yeah, thanks for the lighting. I look great. That's my Spain. <laughs> uh, did you think Jaden deserves to win Most Busted Queen? That is shit. These shady, horrible, rotted ass fucking hoes. I don't. 
I don't. I don't. I don't think of Jaden as busted. I think of her as very put together and very head to toe and and her packages are always very clean. So I don't know if she would have gotten my vote. Who I but everybody's a glamazon on this season. I, I don't I mean, who do you vote for for that? Yeah, um, exactly. Everybody everybody does look pretty great. Um I don't know who I would have voted for, but uh, I do know that the next category up for Shadiest Queen, that was a clean sweep probably for Violet. Oh, most definitely. Um, so Shady Queens is presented by uh, A, a group in Toronto, but B, um, uh, for Fife House, <laughs> uh, for Ginger and Candy Ho, that's their category also. Uh, but let's talk about the looks. Ginger says this look was a $5,000 and then she dropped a drag designer name yeah dress in untucked yes which i like the dress for five thousand dollars honey it better come with a person a headband too (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful uh and i mean there's a there's just a million stones on the bottom half of this dress uh and I think she looks really pretty. She she looks, um, I mean, she's got the sprayed forehead thing, which Michelle gives her, you know, gives her advice on, like maybe less of that. Um, Candy Ho is giving us blue, the aqua blue, the feathers, the sequenced gown. What do you think? Yeah, all, all I could think of when she lip synced later was it must be hurting to kneel on those stones on that dress. That's fucking kneeling true. on n- kneeling That's on beading or stones. It hurts. True. Like sometimes sitting on it hurts. I can't imagine kneeling on it on those like you know points of pressure. But yes. um, I don't. I don't love Candy's gown. She's young, and this is not youth. This is not right. fun. You know it. It, it doesn't. Um, it you know it looks like something she borrowed. Okay. Well. <laughs> I don't know if this is how it really played out, but the laugh vacuum that is around any time Candy Ho speaks, it's literally, they suck out every bit of sound on on the audio mix whenever she says anything. It's like dead silence. Can That's I tell it. you that I note I noticed this too? And then they cut to Michelle's face giving Nooch, and then they cut back to the next thing that um, Ginger says, and you can hear the titters of the laugh from Candy's joke. Ah. So it did get a laugh, but they 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 cut it to make it look like she was like flatlining, and she wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was amusing. Was it funny? No, but like she wasn't like droll about it. And they're I I'm reading court I'm reading Courtney's book right now too, and that's why I'm a I'm a little like in my feelings about drag race because mm-hmm. I'm at the part now where she's explaining like how reality TV works to like an amateur. And even though she'd done reality TV for so long, the fact that she thought this was actually a documentary process of a fake situation mm-hmm. and not just mm-hmm. a fake situation on a fake situation. Right. It's it's. And this, this example with candy is just more, you know, fakery when they don't yeah. they don't have to do that but they choose to so it, it makes me wonder why they're out to hurt people's chances of succeeding in the world later you know they could just let right. candy fail on her own but instead they're like no let's push her to the cliff and dangle a, a sequence gown over it and maybe she'll jump you know right. that's what it's giving me it doesn't it doesn't give me supportive it doesn't give me everybody say love it doesn't give me that at all right um well 
Violet wins the award for Shadiest Queen, predictably, but her acceptance speech is really good. She says, you hate She me. does what RuPaul you says? You really, really hate me. Brilliant. G- crown it. Very, very mm. well done. The, the only issue with the structure of this is not everybody gets to do an acceptance speech moment. So it's sort of like some of the girls have a little extra opportunity. If you win one of the awards, you get a little more content to sort of one up and present it. If you don't win an award, you just get your presentation part and that's it. That's the only like uh, flaw in this and uh, the thing. The two girls that won, they didn't win an award yet. They won because story, you know, um, <laughs> they did. Well, uh, RuPaul let's put quickly, on her producer hat. Right. Let's quickly, as she, t- as she would say, she put on her producer gold bow. Um, why don't we talk quickly about Violet and Fame's looks? Because Jesus Christ, honey, look, this is look, looks on looks. So stunning. So gorgeous. Uh, to pull off sexy in a turtleneck? I mean, you're doing everything right, fame. I, I mean, I, she I, really knows her way around some fucking fashion. She really see, does. Violet's given me Betty Davis in this with the shoulder-length red hair, mm-hmm. the frail bird chest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm I, that's what I'm getting from Violet. She Eva Barone looking like a sad bird. Um, stones for filth on Violet's gown. Um, very sleek, slender, chic. Both of them look so stunning, so gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. their jokes are are funny. Uh, this is for the meatiest tuck. Uh, category, correct? Yes. And the winner is deemed Katya. And again, her acceptance speech is really, really funny. And I believe it was the great American painter Bob Ross who said, the key to a swollen vagina is courage. <laughs> Very funny. So great. Irreverent, fun, louder, faster, funnier. Um, true? I don't know, because Pearl's got some, got a deli counter's worth back there. For sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well. Well, why don't we take a break and we'll be right back. Okay. Chop, chop. Chop, 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 chop. Chop, 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 chop. Chop, 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 chop. Why hasn't Drag Race Canada done um, a challenge called Drag Drag Grassi? Like Drag Grassi, oh, like Degrassi. Yeah. Uh, did they? I'm waiting for them. I don't know. Did they? It seems I like a, a no-brainer. Just did. Did they? <laughs> like this season? I haven't watched it yet. Fuck. I just thought I was so smart, but I guess all drag queens have the same ideas. Right. Well, I've just it's been a- listening to a lot of Drake. A good idea is a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a lot going on on the chop right now. Uh, so much. Drag Race Canada, Drag Race UK, Double Duty, calling in for Double Duty. Latrice and Manila are speaking about 
all of the international franchisees of Drag Race over on The Chop. The Chop. So let's check in with those divas and dolls and find out what's going on in our international update. A little chop checking. Chop checking. My name is Patrice Royale. And I am Anil Luzon. And this is your UK Minute. Roasting, 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 girl. We have a jam-packed episode this week. Like, we have a roast. Mm-hmm. Mm, that makes me hungry. We have mm-hmm. a goddess ethereal runway. Mm-hmm. And then heartfelt moments. Heartfelt, heartfelt moments. moments. And yeah. Latrice and I do all of the above, too. Right here on the chop. Right? Because like, uh, I, feel like, I feel like we kind of went into the girls a little bit extra. Absolutely. Because now we know them. And, we, yeah, and they know us. They're so connected. And they know there's no venom in it. Just an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> For more recaps of season three of Drag Race UK. Check out The Chop every Thursday here on the Mom Network. So Rue starts off the judging critiques with uh, thanking the Television Critics Association for her award and plaque. Because yes, she must have won does. something. Thank you. This was uh, before she was. This was the year Showered that. This was the first year that um, someone was nominated for an Emmy from Team Drag Race. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was Matthew, season seven for Shakespeare. And Mage. then after that, Zaldi. And then after that, RuPaul. Mage. So this is when the show started, like, getting the Emmys and the awards and all the things. And um, the award for this week goes to Max and Pearl. Mm -hmm. And they each win a custom jewel package from Fierce Drag Jewels. Nova Star. We love her. She does great work. We love her work. Uh, Fierce Drag Jewels are the industry standard of stonings. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, we get a, uh, Bring back my girls. RuPaul's giving us variety. She's like, I want an Emmy, goddammit. <laughs> she tells uh, Kennedy and Jaden that they're safe. And uh, the tops and the bottoms. The bottoms are Mrs. Kasha Davis, Candy, and Fame. This is the beginning of the Miss Fame, how's your head journey, because this is an ongoing thing throughout the season, and she finally gets it. She doesn't get it this time. She says, well, my head, I just, I think a lot, and I can't turn off my thinker. Um, But the bottom two shake down to Candy Ho and Mrs. Kasha Davis with a a classic classic lip sync song by Rhea Latre, Lover Girl. Oh, sorry, (laughs) Tina Marie. The fact that they had Violet down there as possibly the the third worst, that was like that was a bit of a reach, I thought. You think? But but also who 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 else would it have been? Katya, which would also have been a reach. So I feel like that uh Kashin and um Candy definitely knew what they were in for by the looks of it in untucked you see them cramming that lip sync in their in their heads in the mirror yeah this is definitely this is a rough moment because i looking back on the season i would have liked to have seen mrs kasha davis 
have a longer runtime and have more to show. Same. But but she did she did not win this lip sync. She stumbled no. over a couple of words. Um, Candy Ho turned it out. So, I mean, that's the way the game is played. But Mrs. Kasha Davis leaves with a, there's always time for a cocktail. Yeah, she leaves on a high note. She stays classy. Um, She does hone in on the fact that uh, she wanted to be there and she was trying to be there. And some girls, you know, Mm. packed their bag and were taking breaks from the workroom when they didn't like how they were spoken to. And she's saying everything she needs to say. And she's getting it all out. I think she knows this is her her swan song. And uh, the goose is cooked. Did you watch Untucked? I did. Um, Yes. Um, Kasha has a little bit. I mean, Kasha's pushed to the limit. She knows she's going to be in the bottom. And she's pissed off that some of the other girls are, you know, just not. They're not even like. She's she's seeing it as they're not even like grateful to be even be here when she has tried out seven times and finally made it and she's being told that she doesn't try enough or or didn't do enough. I see where Mrs. Kasha Davis is coming from. I don't understand it because I I can't understand it. I I didn't have to try like as hard as she did, and she's had to fight wholly different battles than us. We're probably a decade younger than her, and it's like. She's yeah. had a harder road than us being a drag For queen. For sure. Yeah. And I just want to give her props. And you may not like her drag, but you should respect it. And I feel like um, a lot of the girls are are of the mindset where they just don't see her and they don't have to see her. But I think they should definitely have put some more respect on her name. Okay, so what else? That's my favorite thing about this Untucked Kennedy. is Kennedy. Kennedy. Someone's like going on and on about their like dramatic story. And then Kennedy ends it with, okay, so what else? <laughs> like just trying to, trying to wrap up Untucked as much as possible. My uh, favorite part is, is Violet trying to show humanity when she's, uh, when she's like, I'm trying to apologize and tell them sorry. And they just keep almost, piling on. It's like, almost girl, gets there's there. Almost. Uh, the, the vulnerability <laughs> that the judges are looking for when they're right. not watching. She almost but, has some tears. She almost gets through to the girls. Almost like, and then at the end, she's like, but at the same time, I'm not here to make friends. So I don't even care what you guys think. It's like, oh, you were so, you were so close to making friends with these girls. So close. I uh, mean, <laughs> at least, at least fame cries. And yeah. Oh, yeah. All the girls are doing the thing where they tip their head back and they're like, don't let it break the waterline. Very that. Um. I can't believe Ginger paid $5,000 for that dress. <laughs> You're still bothered. Honestly, it looks like a JCPenney's gown. Okay, well, I, then I'm going to Penny's because, honey, that's a beautiful garment. Um, We want to thank you very much for joining us for Race Chaser Classic this week. Uh, I'm noted Michelle Visage hater Willem Belli. <laughs> And I'm your shadiest queen ever, Alaska. And we would love for you to write a review of our podcast on your podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe. Take a moment to leave us a rating, too, as long as you're not RuPaul. You know, it's really about sowing the seeds of love. Um, you can follow the dolls <laughs> at Willem, at the only Alaska 5000. And our Race Chaser account is at Race Chaser Pod. And our mom podcast account is at mom podcasts. 
We have some great bonus content available at patreon.com slash Willem. And you can uh, subscribe to both Alaska and my YouTube channels to see uh, some of the new stuff, new old stuff, new to you old stuff <laughs> that was on Patreon in 2019 and 2020. And if you want to go to the Patreon, you can give us a dollar and watch all these goddamn videos to all your content. And uh, you can search for the Race Chaser content by searching the hashtag Race Chaser. Yep, and email us anytime at racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, we're going to go search for something gayer than Danny DeVito. So we'll be back next week. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Race Chaser with Alaskan Willem is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh.